0: Hey everybody, welcome to Honest Conversations, a podcast by young people for young people. Join us for discussions with our peers, testimonies from guest speakers, and a whole lot of truth, as we empower you to walk confidently with Jesus and create change wherever you may go.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Honest Conversations, where we'll be interviewing a special guest and hearing about their faith journey. I'm Lola, and with me in the studio today is Emily. Hey, Emily. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. How good, are you? Good,
1: good, so good. to ha- glad to have you here today.
0: Thank you. Um,
1: like I said, we're incredibly excited to hear from our guest today. Um, so let's get right into it. One of our favorite types of episode is when we get to focus on a special guest's um, faith journey, because everyone's faith journey is different and unique. We love to highlight how, we're, how you are living out your call, um, and these episodes or these interviews is a great way for... For you to be encouraged that your story is worth sharing and inspire others to do the same. So, um, have you know we're going to have a good discussion and just really learn about your journey today, Emily? Yeah, for um, sure. But let's first talk about your first impression of God. How old were you?
0: You know, because I grew up in a Christian family and I was always surrounded by church and just Christianity in general. I feel like. I would say my first impression that I
1: remember would be when I was about three or four. Oh, wow. That's so young. That's (laughs) impressive. That's impressive. And uh, do you remember where you were specifically?
0: Yeah, I was probably just in my room. um, And, I mean, my parents, they used to read me Bible stories from, like, a little picture book Bible, Mm -hmm. and um, I feel like having that read to me every night, it just, that's what my first impression was, was these stories and... Just like how, how loving God was in these stories, and that He loved me, mm-hmm. and even at that age, like I don't know if I fully understood it, but I knew that I had a daddy in heaven.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I love hearing those stories when people, as young as three or four, like, have that understanding because it's really stories are really powerful for kids at that age. And so the fact that you were able to resonate that with that, that's amazing. And do you remember like what happened in that place and, and at that moment?
0: Yeah, I mean, because I was surrounded by Christianity um since I could remember, like I think I was brought to church a couple days after I was out of the hospital. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> it's just what happened and so um through that, like my view on God was just it it was really secure and I mean, at that age obviously, it probably wasn't that secure cuz I was like 3. Mm-hmm. But it was just like like I said, like I had this dad in heaven who loved me. And I remember um, we would say prayers at night before I went to bed, my parents and I. And then every night after they left my room, I would say, I would lay there in my bed and I would say, okay, good night, God. Good night, Jesus.
1: Good night, oh Holy goodness. Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And I love how you differentiated that, like God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Because even as adults, the people, there are a lot of people who have that you know, have or trying to grasp that understanding that we have like it's three gods, you know, like three different persons but one God rather. Yes. Right? So And
0: I probably I don't think I under I fully understood it. I still don't. don't? Yeah. But like yeah. I know
1: that there's three. Yeah, exactly. i <laughs> do so, not to digress. I was discussing that with someone the other day, but I don't think we ever come to a full understanding of that. But it's so impressive that at your young age you would like actually say goodnight to all three yeah. persons and who's with one God, right? Yeah. So So let's talk about your salvation story. Um can you share a bit about that?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, again, I was I was three or four when it happened, and like because I was raised Christian, like I I'm not one of those people that has like oh I had like a different life before I was a Christian. Like mm-hmm. obviously I've gone through my ups and downs of my relationship with God, but I've always had that relationship.
1: Mm. So. And can you share a bit like what your worldview was, and what you did? And what did your life revolve around, like, before? I mean, you were three, so now that I think about it, I guess your world was you were, like, playing with toys. No, I was, like, and, playing with toys. And doing, and yeah, so that question. <laughs> I know what your world was probably around. Watching a yeah. little you know, just playing with, like, maybe dolls and, you know, hanging out with, like, um, I don't know, little other, you know, t- uh, toddlers. So yes. anyways. <laughs> and so at three or four, you kind of had that understanding. You know, you said that your parents would come to your room and, yeah. you know, and read those stories. You and everything, and and so they would be the ones that helped you understand the idea of who Jesus was and who God was, right?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, like I remember when I accepted Jesus, I was sitting in my bed, I believe, and my parents came in, and I told them that I wanted to accept Jesus into my heart, and so they said the like a very simplified version of like the Sinner's Prayer, and then I remember my mom telling me after we prayed it that now there was a huge party going on in heaven and all the angels were celebrating because I had come officially into God's family. Um, So, I mean, even now when, like, we have, like, altar calls at church or, like, they say, like, the little salvation prayer and then I'm like, oh, there's a party in heaven.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I I went to a church where that was something that the pastor always said. Like, I I know a lot of pastors say that, but that always resonates with me as well. So I can't imagine as a kid hearing that. And the first time I heard it, I was probably more of, like, Teenager, I was quite grown when I heard that. So, as a kid, I can imagine hearing that and being like, "Oh, so you'd attach your mind would probably attach that to something really like a a happy celebration, a good thing, right?"
0: Yes, very happy.
1: That's good. That's awesome. And so, um, did your faith journey begin at that point, like in terms of like, you know, you were young and just having that idea of faith and, and believing in God, or was it? How would you describe that, like, when it comes to how you felt about faith at that young age?
0: At that young age. It's kind of funny because like looking back now, like you don't really think of like having faith at that age, but then like the faith of a child Mm -hmm. is like really important in the Bible. And you think of like all the things that I would just believe for as a kid, like in my mind, I could pray for something and it would happen. Like it just would because God said it would. And I mean, obviously there's different issues in that, like of like sometimes you don't get what you pray for mm-hmm. but as a kid like you're just so hopeful and you just like believe it right away because mm-hmm. that's what you're told um, and so I know that I did have faith but I would say like in terms of like a big faith journey it was probably more like middle schoolish, ish um, especially because like I went to a Christian school here at Harvest City for like kindergarten to grade 12 and so starting right at kindergarten like it's reinforced again in a different space just like who God is um, and it just helps you build a foundation for mm-hmm. your faith throughout the school. So, I mean, as soon as I started school, it definitely, I would say that's when my faith journey began. I think it really began when I was like grade five, six, mm-hmm. but
1: yeah. Nice. And when you and just going back to at that age when you had that like faith to believe God for things and trust mm-hmm. God for things, do you remember things that you did pray for and that was like, you know, at that age that you were like, Oh my gosh, like God did this. Do you remember anything like that? Or or what was the earliest time that you remember that you asked God for something or you, uh. and you saw that, wow, he really did this? It doesn't have to be when you were a kid. Just
0: I mean, when I was a kid I would I would pray for certain toys. <laughs> That's <laughs> at me. Christmas I'd be like, I pray God that I get like this one Barbie, or, like, that I get these these Legos, and, like, they're just... And, I mean, I usually got them, but it was because yeah. I gave my parents Her a Christmas list. <laughs> and so my parents got them for me. Nice. So, I mean, I don't know how connected that is, yeah. but...
1: But I think, I feel like an adult, I'm not saying what we ask for now is like toys, but we do ask yes. God for things. And it's like equivalent to what a kid would ask at that point, right? Yeah. And God uses people to bring those things to us, right? So there is, it, it kind of relates. I hear, I feel like it does relate. Um, and so you were talking about your faith journey when you became, when you kind of um, went to um, school and everything. Yes. And do you want to share a little bit of that and just how? You know how you entered school. You were now in school, and you were in a Christian school mm-hmm. as well. And how that kind of helped you in your in your walk with God, like even at that really young, um, maybe middle school age. Or.
0: Yeah, I mean, growing up in a Christian school, like I believe it was it was really good, like to have that Christian education, have the curriculum that reinforces Christian values, the teachers that like really care with about you, and like they'll pray with you, and like they help you on your journey as well. I think there is. There's kind of a divide because, like, I know people who went through a Christian school and you they viewed like Christianity and the Bible and that kind of thing almost as a curriculum, as Mm -hmm. a textbook. Mm -hmm. Like, I just need to memorize the scripture to get my Bible treat or so that I don't get in trouble or so I pass this class. Um, And so it is it can be hard to to go through and not go in that direction. Um, But like I worked I worked hard to to make it where it wasn't like that. And I mean, I had my parents as well helping me and reinforcing that like it's a relationship. Like mm-hmm. God's word is like it's it's not a textbook, it's like it's it's his word. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that just because I had that reinforcement at home as well and even through church that I didn't go down the other path, but I mean a Christian school it was great yeah <laughs> honestly. I mean I went
1: to a Christian <laughs> high school too so I know I know yeah. how you have the different degrees of people and where their faith's at and people that start you know who but who or you can see that it's more like a curriculum like you mentioned or more yes. about like this is kind of what how they have to be at school and then you know who knows like they might not have that genuine like they don't really believe and they were really honest about that later on in yeah. life right so definitely know what you mean I, I've been to a Christian school too and, <laughs> yes. and I've seen the, the great things that when it when you do have people who are there who really believe god, you know who have a like a genuine faith or who really trust god mm-hmm. they're able to really um you can see the influence that they make as well and you're able to kind of build on that and they as they move forward and as they become adults right so you see the difference in everything so yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting
0: and i mean even for like there were lots of of students that came in and they Like, they weren't, they wouldn't consider themselves Christian when they started that at the school, even if they were younger. But a lot of these ones, they came in, like, at high school, middle Mm -hmm. school age. And you just got to see, if they stayed at the school, you got to see their faith grow and, like... And they started to believe in God and get curious about things. And then, like I had, I had a couple of friends who that's how they became Mm -hmm. Christian is because through their school, because their parents made them go. Yeah. No, I hear you. I had a friend (laughs) like that
1: too. I I know what you mean, and it's beautiful to see, especially now when I see her life now, and I'm like, wow. Like I remember when she joined, and everyone was like, it was amazing that she. I'm not amazing. Everyone was like, couldn't believe she didn't believe in God, and now she's a believer, and it was through that influence of christian school so that's one that's that's one of the reasons why i definitely champion christian schools because you mm-hmm. see the impact of that and even though her parents sent her there because it was like we just want you to have good influence and her parents were yep. not christians okay. and then next you know her their child comes out christian so it was kind of like oh okay
0: <laughs> god had a plan there. exactly exactly
1: but not to digress um yes. i think we'll take a break now we've gotten to hear a lot from you and thank you so much um we'll take a break and we'll be right back hey guys andrew here
0: Enjoying our open, transparent, and honest conversations? Us too.
1: Be sure to never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button. Honest Conversations, found wherever you get your podcasts. We at Honest Conversations know that the church isn't a specific building, place, or brand, and it actually encompasses the entire body of believers. If you or your church is wanting to get involved in helping build a thriving young adult community, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on our socials or send us an email. We want to hear from you. Send us your questions and we'll be sure to include them in our next Q&A segment. Chat soon. All right. And now we're back. Thank you so much uh, for being with us, Emily. We're going to continue with your faith journey or rather with your uh, story about your faith journey. Um, So let's talk about your faith journey in more detail. Can you describe your faith journey for us in three words?
0: When I saw this question, I was like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) But I would say probably it's definitely exciting. It's definitely been challenging. And like it's
1: ongoing.
0: Like it's I'm still learning. I'm still working on it. It's not it's not done at all.
1: Those are that those are three. I think a lot of people resonate with that. When you said that, I was like, that's exactly how I feel. (laughs) The exciting part, especially when you first get to know God and, and the moments when God reveals himself to you in your walk and everything and does great things. And then the challenging part where, let's be real, when we've got the valleys and, you know, and oh the parts goodness, and yes. the challenges. <laughs> and then ongoing because hopefully it's ongoing because we're staying, we're believers and we're walking with God constantly. So I like that. I like Thank that. You. Those three examples. Um, and when did Jesus become truly real to you? Um, and when did you just feel like you started living your life for Jesus?
0: It was definitely during middle school and, like, early high school age. Um, I just, I had to rely on him for a lot. Um And I had to dig deep in my faith to stand by my convictions that I had um, at school. And just to know that even though I was making tough decisions and like it was unfortunate then and it like they were hard decisions to make, like it paid off in the end. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I made those decisions. And I think it was during that time when I had to choose, like I had to choose, am I going to go off and do things that I don't personally think are right or are good for me um just so that I fit in more with the people around me or am I going to just stand my ground and deal with more of the isolation and that kind of thing and during that time like I chose to stand my ground and it just it made my faith go deeper because like I, I asked God so many times like why like why is this happening like why why am I going through this like I just I don't want to have to deal with all that's happening and mm. I never really got an answer but I definitely got peace from it um and I mean <laughs> I always laugh at this saying because it makes me cringe but you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger
1: <laughs> so like cheesy moments. it's those things but... <laughs> that are so true but you're like I don't want to hear that again <laughs> they're way overused yes but <laughs> very accurate very true
0: yeah during that time like I just I got to know more of the the plans that God had for me and like just the unconditional love he had for me even when I did mess up and I maybe made some bad decisions like God was still always there and like I could just go to him and and it wasn't like he wasn't mad at me he just he just loved me so that's key he just loved you that's
1: yeah I think that's kind (laughs) of where it ends where we're like if we're not sure about what God's plan is, and why we're going through something, just that reminder that He just loves us is just yeah. kind of like it helps us. Like I might not have to answer, but I know it's about love. Like it's true because He's never
0: love. He's never gonna like cause something bad, mm-hmm. you know? Like never. He'll use bad situations um for like His purpose and for good, but He's never gonna put you in something that you can't handle or that won't make you grow.
1: Mm. So. That's good. And have you had an experience that validated or made you even more? more real your decision to follow Jesus. Like was there something an example?
0: Yeah, during grade twelve, um, probably later on in grade twelve year as we were getting closer to graduation and just so many changes going on and leaving high school and it was scary for me. And I fell into like I just had a lot of anxiety about the situation, about like my future choices, what I wanted to do, if it was the right path for me and I was so anxious and it got really bad to where I felt like I was falling into a depression and I just like I didn't want to do anything like I just like I pushed through because I was embarrassed that this was happening to me but like I definitely did not want to Mm. and like I felt at that point that like I shouldn't have these mental health issues like I had such a great life I have loving family loving parents I had my friends like I was doing well on the outside you know like it all looked good and I wanted to maintain that image Um, but on the inside like I was not doing well Mm. and so because I was in like a place of leadership in my school and in my youth group like I didn't want anyone to know like I was I was honestly so ashamed Mm. of what I was going through and I just I didn't understand because I'm a person that I like to control (laughs) Mm. control what's going on and like I like to just be able to handle things and fix things like I'm independent like that I like to figure it out and I could just not handle this situation. I couldn't figure it out, um, and it was it was just confusing. But at Harvest City, the graduates they get prophetic ministry right before they graduate. Mm. About a month before, um, you get prophetic ministry from the team here. And so one of the women that was prophesying over me, she she stopped in the middle of the prophecy, and she's like, you know what? I just feel like there's. Like, there's just, like, this, like, spiritual attachment and, like, this darkness that's, like, on you and it needs to come off. And she just, like, she broke it in the spirit realm. And, like, wow. immediately, like, I felt like oh my God. it just lift. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, and I still didn't tell anyone. Because <laughs> I was like, like, then I would have to admit that I was going through that. But, like, it was such a relief to have to be healed from that and be set free from that. Wow. um And so eventually I was on a summer trip. Um, with like a missions trip down to Oakland, California. Mm. And so I was with a lot of my graduating class and then some that were younger than us, but we, we had this prayer time on the missions trip and I just felt like God was like, you need to share what you're going, what you went through. Cause there's other people that are going through that same thing. And like, I fought him hard on this. Like we were having a quiet time, but I was like full in my head, like fighting God on this. Cause I was like, no, like I'm not about to admit this mm. in front of all these people. Like I haven't even told my parents yet. Um, But he was like, no, like you need to. And so I did. I went up in front of them and I just like, I just poured out what had happened over the past, I guess it would have been a couple months and just the response that I got from everyone and then. Our, one of our leaders was like, okay, hey, let's have an altar call like if anyone like is feeling the same thing and like almost oh everyone goodness. came up and we just had like this amazing moment of healing and just like being brought together and like through that, um, God just showed me like you don't have to be perfect and have it all together to be in a place of leadership or to or for God to just use you. Like mm. there's no reason to be ashamed of what you're going through or of like how you're feeling and it's definitely better when you when you just tell someone like find someone you trust tell them what's going on um because like they they care about you and they'll be able to help you and pray with you about it and when I finally told my parents what had happened I mean their response was so loving and they were just like like we had they had no idea and it was because I didn't want anyone to know and I mean like I apologize for not telling them and like we just had like a great healing moment also just yeah. like my parents and I and so just being like through all of that like for God showing me like how real he is to heal me from that and then to use that experience to help other people it was it was pretty amazing
1: oh my gosh there's like so many lessons to in <laughs> that like I'm just like as you were just talking like from the path path where the, uh, the fact that um there was that spiritual and stronghold that the, that God, that the devil clearly the enemy had and yeah. and God broke and God doing that and then the fact that you know sometimes God the devil wants us to stay hidden and feel feel ashamed. Even when God mm-hmm. gives us healing, he wants us to stay ashamed. But God is like, no, I need you now to like shout it to the rooftop that yeah. you've been healed and how God brought you to that. And in you doing that, there was healing for other people, yeah. right? And then even like the with your parents and, and God showing you the love, because I believe that God, that's how God shows love to us, like through our parents yes. a lot, especially when our yeah. parents are believers. And even if they're not believers, I believe that's how God shows love his love to people, like to show like, I give you these people to care over you. And then the response that you actually had You know what I mean? Like from them where it's like, we're not like, we love you. Like We're a safe space for you to have come to. So that's just, that's amazing. And really thanks for sharing that. That's, that's, that's crazy. And I just
0: thought of this too. Like when you don't share that healing that you get, like you're like, I mean, God isn't like looking for the glory, but like we need to give it to him when he heals us. And so when you don't share that, then you're, you're taking away like that glory that he gets for for healing you so Definitely. I just thought of that I was like yeah <laughs> nice nice <laughs> extra lesson that there little nugget <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you thanks for sharing that um and so what is your current relationship with God look like
0: I feel like right now it's honestly as good probably as it's as it's ever been because and this is because of COVID and what we've been going through the past year like I've been trying to find these like silver linings for this awful situation that like has caused so much hurt and so much devastation but through that having that a year or so where I was just at home really like I was working some but I was mostly at home and it gave me the chance to really prioritize like my relationship with God Mm. and just to have that extra time to pour into it um, it just really (laughs) helped it a lot like Mm. I didn't feel so busy and overwhelmed and Um, And so, yeah, I just had that time. And so I feel like it also having that time, I really was able to develop like my prayer life. And thank goodness, because that probably saved my mental health with Mm. this situation, you know, with with being isolated. Like, yes, I was with my family, which was great, like hanging out with my parents. It's awesome. (laughs) But like when you're not around people your own age, I mean, it can be tough. Mm -hmm. And so having that prayer life and being able to talk to God about it um
1: it it really helped <laughs> that's good that's really good cuz i know that for some people we've and you know you've seen that that this isolation period has really affected them in their relationship with God and yeah. and a, a lot of people it has really helped you know be, being in the word and being and not having to be so busy and everything yes, so creating yeah. that prayer time for prayer and being in the word and whatnot and 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 that, do you have anything to share with anyone who maybe um cuz we've all had different times of our faith do you have anything to share with anyone who is listening to this and at this time, and maybe they haven't, you know, and they they might be struggling with getting their prayer life back and getting, you know, as where it used to be. Because you said that right now, you it's being in this quiet space with COVID has helped you with your prayer life. Do you yes. have any tips, like practical tips, you know, to share for how that how you were able to do that during COVID?
0: Honestly, I it just it honestly just took getting serious about it. Like before, I was just it's like, like oh yeah, right? I need to like pr- I need to get better in my prayer life and like I need to get like read the Bible more and then like I just wouldn't like I'd be like yeah I'll make it a priority and I would start and I'd be like yes this is great and then like life would happen and I'd get busy and I'd get tired and I'd be like oh I don't really want to like do my devotions today and Mm -hmm. then you can kind of get stuck in that cycle of like oh I didn't read my Bible for a couple days oh I feel so awful like well now I don't want to read it and like the devil gets in there um but just realizing that like consistency even if you miss like If you miss a year of reading your Bible, like, Mm -hmm. go back to it because, like, that's how you build your consistency is just going back and going back and restarting and, like, and I just feel like if you're, like, the devil, of course, is going to tell you, like, oh, there's no point now. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you missed a day. There's no point in doing it. Like, Mm -hmm. and... I used to struggle with that a lot, especially because just in my mind, like my analness is like, I, like, I need to be on top of it. And when I'm not, then Mm. I like kind of like shut down in that area and I Mm -hmm. don't want to go back to it. Um, but when I push through that and it just, it really helps. Mm -hmm. And I found something else was just, was journaling. This year I started, I started journaling and it was always something also that I used to say I would do like, oh yeah, I'd love to journal. Like that's so cool. That's so on trend. (laughs) And then I would feel weird sitting down and writing in a book. (laughs) But this year, um, I started journaling, and I got, like, more serious about it. I got a prophetic word, actually, saying, like, you need to start writing things down. And I was like, okay, well, now I really have to do it.
1: (laughs) I was about to say, because I've always wanted to, like, journal. I I do journal. I'm that person who has, like, ten books of, like, two pages of journaling. And then each year, I start a new one. So I actually got an app to help me. I was like, this time, and a reminder, didn't work emily so i was about to say can you tell me how you d- you overcame that so i that means i need a prophetic word oh yes because <laughs> i'm a very like i word. follow instruction so if i get one then i will be like now i have to do it yeah when someone tells you like god is saying you need to journal <laughs> and i'm like oh that's serious i feel like god's saying i don't need to tell you, you need to journal lola just do it yeah, exactly <laughs> you were saying yeah so you got a prophetic word yes
0: i got this prophetic word so i was like yes i'm gonna do it so then like I still had those days where like I didn't do it. <laughs> but I just like I went back to it and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to journal today." And and also at Christmas my my mom got me um a gratitude journal. Oh, she got me the goodness. one by Raylan Harrison, who's like a member of our church as well. And like it was great and I love it cuz like you just write down like 3 to 5 things that like you're thankful for that day. Um And it just, it helps bring perspective, even in this whole COVID situation, like writing down five things that I was grateful for every day, like made me realize that like, my life's pretty good. Like, yes, I, yes, we're locked down here and there's different rules and stuff, but like, it could be a lot worse. Okay. Um, but yeah, Yeah. and the, the, the thankful journal, like it has like your weeks marked out for you. And so like, then my, like, everything's needs to be like perfect went in and I was like, I can't miss a week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I can't miss the days. So that has also helped, but that's just, like, my personality. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I'd function that way, too. So can you say the name of the, uh, who the journal is by, by okay. again? It's by Raylan Harrison. Okay, for our viewers, if yes. they want Yes. Or our And listeners. honestly,
0: I'm trying to think of, like, it has a specific name, but I think if you just either contacted Raylan on... Okay. Um, on Instagram or Facebook yeah. or anything like okay. that, you'd be able to get it. So. Yeah,
1: I like that. Because I think I've seen people who have gratitude journals have really changed their lives and they yeah. swear by them. Yeah. You know, as believers, I think that I hear a lot of times where people say, God, you know, God likes, wants us to be grateful because there really is so much that he's like mm-hmm. constantly doing for us. And I think sometimes the enemy wants us to focus on the things he hasn't done. Yeah. And I think that's definitely like his tactic for her. And God, God is wanting us to be grateful, not because he's like, oh, yeah, he wants, yeah, it's the giving praise, right? Yes, but it's so much for us too. Like you need to see how much that you I'm you know you have and the good things yes. that I have done for you and and what you be, can be grateful for. And it'll completely also. I feel like it's also to solve and, and, and defeat things like anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and all those things. So yeah, definitely gratitude journal. Yeah. I am all for it. that's good. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay, <laughs> right. Thanks for sharing those practical um, tips. Right. So you're welcome. And just on a note of more advice, what's one piece of advice you'd give to other believers in their walk walk with Jesus?
0: I think the biggest thing is just you don't let shame or embarrassment or anything like that keep you quiet on what's going on in your life. Like, whether it's bad or good, like there's nothing wrong with sharing with people like some good things that have been happening. Like it's really nice to be able to share like what God has been doing for you because it encourages others as well. And I think sometimes we try to be like too humble and we're like, oh no, I don't want to brag about what's going on in my life because like maybe their life's not doing, like it's not going well. Mm. But I think seeing that, hearing the good that's going on in people's life gives you encouragement that it could happen in your life too. Yes. Um, And then for the bad things, like don't be embarrassed, don't be ashamed because that's how the devil keeps you in that situation and you just get in that cycle. Of it. And so, yeah, just finding that person that you can talk to that you trust, whether it's a pastor or your parent or a friend or a youth leader, like someone that you can go to and speak to about what's going on. And then honestly, talk to God about it because, Mm -hmm. like, He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed in you. He's not ashamed of you. Like, He just loves you. Like, and He's just waiting for you to come back so He can help you with the situation Mm -hmm. and give you peace about it and give you advice say so that would be my advice.
1: Awesome. That was Thank really you. good. I really like what you shared about how, you know, when we try to keep when we keep quiet about g- what God's doing, it's where we're really keeping others from even hearing that, you know, yeah. God can do this. So it means other pe- people can understand that if he did it in your life, he can do it in my life, you know, and mm-hmm. really just like bragging on God, really. yeah And not, you know, you're not like bragging on yourself or anything. And even if, you know, it's really about like the fact that oh, wow he did that for Emily you could do it for me yes. and people do think like that I think there's that that encouragement and I think I remember um just bef- just recently had a zoom call with a couple of friends and you know this past year was very hard for a lot of people just because of just what we saw with covid and just mm-hmm. a lot of bad news we heard and everyone was talking about everything that God has done in the last year and it was just these stories of like either like some people who are having you know um, getting married or babies or new jobs or even just people who are you know, things that god they asked for from God and he did. And I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, that's what the devil wants us to believe, that it's all like bad news and you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and not see that God is doing some great things. So you've shared a lot of great things today about Thank your you. story and your journey and what God has done. And I'm i am leaving with so many lessons. Like I have like I'm just like gratitude journal. Don't be yes. ashamed. <laughs> Don't be fearful. Like speak up like so many yeah. things. I'm sure the listeners are also Um, have gotten quite a lot from this. I thank you so much, Emily, for for joining us. We really appreciate you Thank you for having me on. It was great. (laughs) Hope you you will join us again, definitely. I I would love to. Yeah, we'll definitely (laughs) love having uh, having you here again. And we just want to give a shout out to our partner churches here in Regina, uh, Harvest City Church and Gateway Church. Thank you so much for your support. And thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Thanks for listening. Join us next time on Honest Conversations. To all of our listeners,
0: thanks for hanging out with us. Check out our website, anchor.fm slash honest conversations for all the ways to stay connected and be the first to know about new
1: episodes. See you next time on Honest Conversations.